Okay, we are here with another episode of Barbie Does Dating. I am your host, Barbie Berg. This is my co-host, Steve Solberg. Reporting live from Barbie's living room. (laughs) And sadly, we are without our third co-host today. Nick is, where's Nick? Singapore? Somewhere exotic. Somewhere like that. Somewhere with uh, praying mantis shrimp. I don't know if you saw that. He has had some very unique food. It was the grossest looking thing. Oh, it did look really nasty, actually. I gotta admit, lobsters kind of gross me out. You know, everybody makes a big deal out of lobster, but I'm a crab fan, like, hands down. Oh, really? Lobster versus crab. Crab wins. Yeah. I can live without lobster. Crab is interesting to me because they have that center part Uh that I would think would be the biggest part, that that's where you would find the most meat. crab food. But it seems to all be in their tiny little arms and legs. They do have some in the center part. It's just more annoying to get to because it's like all these like little bubble crevices. So you have to go in there. You're making a face like it's really yeah, gross. I'm sorry. I, no, I don't mean to be. <laughs> I, it's funny because I know and I, I like seafood and stuff like that. But <laughs> I just am not that into crustaceans in general. Oof. Crab legs. I could eat them all day, every day. Yeah. One of my best friends, though, is from... Gulfport, Mississippi. So they're like right on the water. So they eat crab legs. Like they used to go to the casinos, they eat crab legs. Yeah. So when I would go to all you can eat buffets with her and her husband, we would each get a giant plate and they taught me how to shuck them really, really fast. Uh-huh. Oh, I can tear apart a crab leg really quick. It's, <laughs> it's really fun. It just, it's funny because people who love it, love it. I and love like it. you go to dinner with a hammer in one hand. No, no, you don't want to do king crab legs because those take too much effort. You want to oh. do snow crab legs because you can break them apart really fast. Oh. We'll go to dinner sometime and I'll show huh. you. Okay. And it's amazing. I mean. But it's like, tuk, 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 done. Ugh. <laughs> if everyone could see his face, he, this is not appealing to him right now. He looks terrified. I, yeah, I don't know why. Sometimes I do it. Yeah. I mean, I've, I, I'm from Seattle, so I've, I've had a good amount of crab. Yeah. But I got to say, when it comes to seafood, I'm a big salmon halibut guy. Oh, that's because it's so good. Especially if they do the cedar plank. That's yeah. my favorite. Oh, Jeez. my gosh. Why does it taste good to eat something that tastes like wood? Cooked on wood. (laughs) It is the best, though. Mm, This is so much like eating wood. This is so woody. The Mm. beaver in me loves this. (laughs) Like, (laughs) but you love the wood. Yeah, I don't know. So the downside, the biggest downside besides not having Nick's sage wisdom, Nick keeps us on track, where Steve and I will just go off into a tangent. So enjoy the tangents today, everyone. It's going to be a lot of them. It's going to be great. This episode might be two hours long. Might be. <laughs> <laughs> Who here likes eating woodfish? <laughs> Raise your hand. We can see you at home. F- future people listening on headphones. In your car, on your commute to work. Hopefully traffic's not bad. <laughs> I hope everyone's listening to this all the time in yeah. all the different ways. I don't know. Steve forgets that we even do this podcast until someone brings it up randomly. I do. I had a head injury as a kid, and it enables me to only remember the last 30 seconds. And it's not true even a little bit. I know you had a head injury, but that's not what happened. That's not the case now. Yeah, no, it's not. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. The best is when I had a party at my house, and one of my friends came up to me, and Steve was like, oh, my gosh, I love the podcast. And Steve literally, I think, said, oh, yeah, I forgot we do that. (laughs) (laughs) Because it's like we record it, and he never thinks about it again. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I think it's because none of us get paid for this, so it's just easier not to think about it. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Should I throw money at you next time? No. <laughs> Here's some quarters. Bing. No, I mean, that's the advantage, right? If I forget, then it's like, that's the other problem. I forget that I have stuff that I get paid for. Oh, yeah, that's true. And I'm like, oh yeah. hey, my bank account's empty, 
And then I'm like, who hasn't paid me? <laughs> who hasn't paid me? <laughs> I need to pay rent. Yeah. Okay. So today we, we, I decided that what we're going to talk about is we're going to revisit the independent woman conversation. I'm every woman. It's all in me. Sorry. He's been singing this a lot. For like I don't the know last why either. <laughs> Anything you want done, baby. I do it naturally. There's some songs that guys are not allowed to sing along to. <laughs> I'm Every Woman is one of them, and so <laughs> is Girls Just Want to Have Fun. Oh, yeah, I can see that. And that one throws you off because as a kid, I remember going to like church dances, mm-hmm. and they would play Girls Just Want to Have Fun. And every girl hits the dance floor and is bouncing around and having a great time and just like, <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, what's happening? <laughs> I'm supposed to be excited, too. Steve's out there in the middle. They just wanna. And I'm like, yeah. Arms out to the side doing like (laughs) pinwheels. (laughs) You dated a lot in high school, didn't you, Steve? Tons, tons. 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 So much. So yes, I wanted to revisit the independent woman conversation because while I feel like our episode was good, it definitely went in a different direction than I had originally intended. And so I've been thinking about it a lot, and I'm like, we have got to revisit this, if only for my peace of mind. So I feel like it went a little man bashy, <laughs> which right. was not my intention. Steve knows I am not a man basher. No, no, you're a man supporter. I am. I think yeah. ge- men are genuinely good, wonderful people, and they need our support. And in that one, I came off as a shrew, and that was not my intention. No, and, and well, and I think it's it's a funny climate, like mm-hmm. where it is almost in vogue to be like man bashing. It is, and, and uh, it bugs me. It's so silly. It is. I think it's weird to me that we get into these habits of ever not supporting mm-hmm. humankind. Yeah, and and. Even people are upset with that because they're like, human. Human kind. Human, human kind. I am definitely like. Earthlings. Earthlings. Humans. Me. <laughs> okay. Um, I am not someone who would necessarily consider myself a feminist. I guess I have kind of feminist tendencies, but not to the extent of. What, like, I'm not going to go out and pick at anything. But and, the extent of where it's right, where yeah. we are uh, people who agree in fairness. Yes. And agree in, in what is right for the earthlings. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say homo sapiens, but I'm sure okay. that'll have an issue yeah. as well. We sound so dumb when we try to be super PC. <laughs> like, we there's do. a balance. And maybe... Mm-hmm. Maybe in the year 2078, it'll sound cool to be like airplanes. But <laughs> right now, we live in 2019. So we're going to say humankind, humankind or mankind or whatever. Human. And make sure to emphasize man because you're a man. Mankind. <laughs> Screw women. <laughs> what? That guy's mean. So the whole point of what I had originally wanted to do with my independent woman thing was I actually wanted to talk to the women about what we can do to make ourselves more appealing for men where we can come off like I've been called a freight train before. I've been called a sledgehammer before because like when it comes to work, if there's something I want, it's happening. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Which is great in some things. It's a good quality, but it's also not a great quality because when it also comes to like dating or things like that, that's not very appealing to men. 
Oh, oh, okay. Because, because it's too much. It's, it's too, too much. Too... I take over everything. Mm. And that's not the way that it should be. It should be a partnership. It should be men are naturally wanting to pursue. Like, I can't remember if I talked to you guys about it on the podcast before. So Lauren, my dating coach, was talking to me about when women pursue men too much and how it's such a turnoff for men. Did I ever talk to you about this, the zebra analogy? Oh, no, I like oh, it. I oh, I love this analogy. So she said, okay, so say you go to Africa and there's a lion there and he's getting hungry and up walks a zebra and the zebra lays down in front of him and is like, I am your zebra. Take me. I am your meal. Here it is. The lion isn't going to go, yeah, great meal. The lion's going to go, something is seriously wrong with that zebra <laughs> and I'm not going to touch it. And he it walks doesn't want to get whatever that, whatever that zebra has. Yeah. They're like, nope, you're freaking crazy. There's mm -hmm. something wrong there. Mm -hmm. They want to pursue it. They want to chase it and do those things. That's her way of looking at when women pursue men too much. Because men, it's a natural instinct for you guys to pursue. So I think one of the problems, and maybe this isn't in the church all exclusively, but I see it a lot in the church, where I see girls pursuing the guys, asking them out planning every date, doing all these things to the point where it started since they were like 15 years old. These guys literally don't know how to ask someone on the date because they've never had to. And I think it kind of makes us more and more independent. We'll call it independent. It's my backup oh, in case backup. this doesn't record. He just showed me his phone and I was like, What's is happening this like there? a secret message telling like, me to shut up? What is look it? At no, this. it's just a sign. It's like showing us how long. Yeah, um, we can cut that maybe. I don't maybe. know. Now nah, they can hear all of our ramblings. But this is something I have a problem with in the church is I feel like women try to take over too much and then we don't let the men step up and do anything. It's what um, Lauren and them called uh, the King of Queen syndrome where the TV show, it's the, like the, the woman super is super dumb male. Yeah. How it's just dumb men like grunting around and they're like, I'll do it. You're so dumb. You can't do this. And I feel like this is happening a lot in the world. And I feel like it's happening in the singles ward a lot. And that's actually kind of why um, I am a little bit more defensive of men, mm -hmm. not because I am a man, but because, I mean, maybe because I'm a man as yeah. well that I'm noticing it. But I think that that, that stereotype is easy. Like, oh, yeah. to, to be Homer Simpson mm -hmm. and to be the king of queens yeah. is actually like, oh, maybe that's nice. And maybe we <laughs> should just let women do everything for us. And that just causes this, I feel like, atrophy of mm -hmm. men. And we start to see a lack of leadership. Yeah. I mean, I honestly, this is kind of further out along the lines, but I think that that could be one of the reasons we are seeing men and women get married later and later. Yeah. Is I tend to think that we don't have as many men showing strong leadership skills, mm -hmm. things that I think women inherently find attractive. When we talk about confidence. Yeah. But then we want men to be like, we tend to do everything for them. We now. do everything for them. And how does anybody get to develop confidence Absolutely. when everything is done for you? And then, and then they're just told like, well, you screwed that up and you've screwed the whole world up. <laughs> and so, and I don't know, it's just interesting. It's a, it's a tough time, I think. Mm -hmm. And I know that there's people who disagree, but I don't think necessarily that the people who disagree with me saying, that we should try to help defend men to be more manly and stuff sure. like that. Uh, I don't know that they're necessarily listening to this podcast. <laughs> People <laughs> who disagree with that statement. If you do disagree, sure, let me know. Um, 
We want to hear other sides I'd, to I'd this. love to hear the multiple facets of it. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I was talking to somebody who lives in another state. I can't remember. I think it was in Arizona or somewhere where the, obviously not Arizona then, somewhere where the church isn't as popular and they have a mid-singles ward, or no, it was a YSA ward. And their YSA ward has like 110 people. So maybe it's still a branch, but still. And they said the biggest problem they have in branches is there's never enough priesthood holders. They mm. always run into this problem. So in that case, like, so then there's always the same three guys that are doing everything. They're in charge of everything. But I don't mean to say that as bashing the guys that aren't doing it. I feel like that means that there's a disconnect. Somehow, some way, we have got to be reaching out to these guys and helping them develop those leadership qualities, helping them get the priesthood back, helping them do these things, not bashing them down and being like, what the crap's wrong with you guys? There needs to be a change. Right. Because... It's true. In a lot of singles wards, mid-singles wards, you're finding guys that aren't reaching anywhere near their potential. Right. I think it's an interesting thing, like how to find the right balance mm -hmm. of, of uh, bringing people back yeah. and then also, um, you know, helping them get a testimony and stuff like that because yeah. that's what gets people to stay. Mm -hmm. Well, um, it is. And to make people feel useless, especially in the church, is not the way to get them to do anything. Like, there was a mid-singles activity that I went to, and everywhere I tried to sit down, it was these women that were like, oh, somebody's sitting there. Oh, you can't sit there because this is for this person. Da, 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 da. And then, like, trying to sit down and finally talk to people, it was really frustrating. And, like, I felt really hurt and People didn't want to be my friend. And I was like, what is happening here? And it was because it was these people that were very loud and overtaking were kind of pushing me away for whatever reason. And that reflected on me for the entire ward where it was really just two people. Does that kind of make sense? Uh -huh. And I worry that that's what's happening to men is that there's two bad apples out of the bunch and they're getting pushed away because of that, where the rest of the ward or the rest of the church is great. Right, so, right. And and that is a common thing. It's a in common mistake word. to make too, where you, Absolutely. we tend to start to make the church, uh, the people. I had a friend mm -hmm. post very publicly on Facebook, was yeah. like, hey, I'm thinking of leaving the church. Mm -hmm. <laughs> what should I do now? <laughs> And it was just like comment fest. Yeah. You know, and I wasn't part of the comment of, of hey, I'm thinking of leaving the church, but it's hard because there's so many great people in the church. Mm -hmm. So how can I leave when there's so many great people? And I kind of had the thought that it's like, look, if you're basing the reason you're staying in the church off of the people, off of people, then you're going to leave. Yeah. Because you've chosen the wrong thing to to cement your testimony in. Exactly. It's, it's and the people are great and and we know that that good people will show the the fruits and stuff like that, but the problem is is you can't base your testimony off of the people who are going to be very changeable. Yep. And in one way or another, you can't Yeah. Yeah. Could be positive, could be negative, and I'll admit a big part of my testimony is based off of how I go mm -hmm. off of Gordon B Hinckley. Yeah. Because he just spoke to me so mm -hmm. well and um he and was your prophet he was, i always tell everybody that you have one prophet that you completely vibe with in your life like that's when you really gain a true testimony yeah yeah, yeah. when he spoke mm -hmm. it was the prophet speaking to me oh yeah and it was very powerful yeah and uh but you, i can't just go off of you know, Gordon B. Hinckley isn't going to save me. Nope. That's not how the gospel works. He no. is not a savior. Yeah. And so 
sorry, circling back to what we were talking about. Yeah. Um, so one of the things that I've seen is that because there's a lack in guys, say, rising up in the church, especially in singles wards, women have kind of stepped into those roles. And I think that's we're kind of doing a disservice in some ways. Like, I always joke about the putting the chairs away thing. Like, there's a lot of girls that are putting the chairs and tables away. And I finally stopped doing it because I'm like, I'm going to give these guys an opportunity to do it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean I'm not going to help clean up. doesn't mean I'm not going to do those things. But I want to give people an opportunity to do things. So the thing I wanted to talk about with the independent woman thing, I have had, and it's not even necessarily independent women or even successful women. What's happening a lot that I've noticed is a lot of guys late thirties or whatever, aren't feeling secure at where they are. They don't have a solid career. They don't own a home. They don't have these things. And when they meet women that do, I have witnessed it where a guy will go up and talk to a girl at church and be like, Oh, what do you do for a living? She's like, Oh, I have a PhD and blah, blah, blah. And he's instantly like, she's not going to like me because I work at Wendy's or blah, 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 blah. Like they just don't feel put together enough for her. And that's kind of what I meant by the independent thing where It's not that they're looking and being like, she's intimidating because she's mean or she's cold. It's because she's more put together than I am. Yeah. It's interesting, The um, that concept. Somebody posted on one of the single groups Mm -hmm. recently uh, uh, this sort of question of, hey, I'm thinking of getting my PhD. Oh, yeah. Should I not? Yeah. Because will guys not want to date me, basically? Mm -hmm. And, um, of course, the overwhelming response was, get your PhD. Absolutely. Are you kidding me? Yeah. And and she's like, I mean, I knew that, and mm-hmm. uh, but I was just curious. And I mean, I guess maybe she knew it was a hot button issue. Mm-hmm. Um, the interesting thing on this is I overwhelmingly see most guys going, no, I very much am attracted to a girl who is busy and educated yep. and working, and, and I don't care if she makes more money than me. A few guys said, hey, that actually does bother me. Absolutely. Um, and then there was a but. Mm-hmm. So it was like, it bothers me, but so it was like, but who, mm-hmm. who ultimately who cares? Well, and I think it's also their reaction of, hey, maybe I'm not comfortable with this, that she makes more money than me. Does it make you want to further your career? Does it push you to be better? Or do you say, uh, she makes more money than me. I don't feel comfortable with that. And then you move on from her. I think that's the big difference as well. Right, right. But I mean. You can disagree with me, Steve. It's fine. <laughs> Oh, no, I'm just thinking, like, it has so much to do with how much value you put on money, mm-hmm. and everybody has a different thing on that. And yeah. I'd like to think that money doesn't matter to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, honestly, if a girl was making more money than me, I'd be like, sweet. Sweet. Because <laughs> if we get married, we're combining incomes. This is fantastic. Yeah, yeah, we're a team anyways. Yeah. So it's not like... It's not like it really matters. No, yeah. Um. So apart from that, though, one of the other things with being independent is, so I think when I was saying independent last time, what I thought of as independent was very different than what you and Nick thought of as independent. Like when I think of independent, I actually am talking more about women who reject help, who do everything on their own, who have been kind of hurt in the past. So they close up. And they just like, I'm going to do this on my own. That's what I'm going to do. Where that's not a healthy way to live. I see. Yeah, yeah. I didn't realize that. Yeah, we tend to think independent means she's making her on her own. Yeah. And having theme music play in the background. Exactly. And uh, and there's no reason to not support that. No. That's That type of independent is mm-hmm. absolutely what we're encouraging. Yeah, pay your bills. Be a good person. You know, have be responsible. Those are all good things. 
But the independent woman who doesn't mm-hmm. ask for help, that's something else altogether. And I think that's our number one quality that is doing women a disservice in the singles scene is that we don't ask for help because one of the biggest reasons is we see these damsels in distress and we're like, I'm not going to be like one of those people. Mm -hmm. Or we've been told no or slighted in some way where he probably didn't even think twice about it, but it kind of hurt us. And we were like, okay, I asked for help, which is a very vulnerable thing to do. It's really hard to be vulnerable, especially as you get into your thirties dating, like men, especially men aren't going to be vulnerable hardly ever. No, he's <laughs> he's making a manly face and shaking his head. Uh, awkward smile. <laughs> um, yeah, and I, I think that that is a very important thing mm-hmm. to be able to ask for help, both sides, men and women. Yeah. Asking for help is It's a big key. deal. Yeah. It's a really big deal. And I think it also leads to having a successful relationship and getting married. Like, as we get older, we get more stuck in our ways, like- I like my house decorated like this. I like my dishes done like this. I like this and this and this. And I was thinking about it the other day that I was with a guy friend of mine and he has his house in the way that he likes and he has everything. And I remember thinking like, well, what if we ever got married? Which of us would be willing to concede on things? And I'm like, I don't know that either of us would want to concede on things. And I'm like, oh, that's another thing I have to think about is when I get into a relationship It isn't just going to be my house. It isn't going to be my stuff. It's going to be our stuff and our house. And we have to make compromises. And I don't think a lot of us are willing to do it at this point. It'll be different when there's a boy, you know. Sure, sure. I mean, it'll still be difficult, I I imagine. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I think that's why, you know, I've talked to some people who got married when they were a lot younger. And they're like, I'm thankful I got married when I was younger because we grew up together. You know, we started out where we had, I had friends in college that had, cinder blocks with like a piece of wood over the top and that was their kitchen table Mm -hmm. like that was the big deal and like they just didn't care they didn't have any money where it's different when it's like i spent seven hundred dollars on my table and i love it and this is great and somebody else comes in and is like well it's not my style and it's like what do you mean it's not your style i love this i mean does that kind of make sense oh totally yeah Yeah. i remember the cinder block days yeah yeah i mean but now i'm at the point like i have a rule now where i'm like i don't buy furniture i have to put together that's my new rule and I have to save up for it, but I'm like, oh, I'm buying quality pieces, but maybe I should remember to buy quality pieces and know that someone else isn't going to love them the way that I do. But so when it comes back to the independent woman thing, what I'm more talking about is we have a lot of walls up. We have a lot of barriers up. We do tend to push people away. When people offer us help, our gut reaction is to say no, always, every time. So that's really more what I'm talking about when I talk about the independent woman. That's why it's hard for people to date us because we don't let them. We aren't going to let them in. It's okay. very, very difficult. So that's more what I was talking about. I see. That That does make sense. Yeah. I mean, because, yeah, I think overall we're very um, – men are going to be very supportive of the idea of a woman getting her PhD, mm-hmm. of becoming very successful. Yeah. There's going to be a lot of support there and trying to make sure that she can – accomplish those goals is something that I think most men would be very eager and excited to uh, be a part of yeah. or, or and and not be in the limelight but be able to say this is great yeah. look at what we're uh, look at look at you go kind mm-hmm. of thing and I know that that I don't mean that to sound condescending either. Not at all. Um, oh, I didn't take it that way at all. Okay, yeah. No, and we need cheerleaders. We need people in our lives that are going to support us. So I found I saw this Facebook post. It wasn't a meme because it wasn't funny, but it was like, and I wish I could find it again, but it was talking about how it said, 
in my house, it's very frustrating because my husband always says, just tell me what you want me to do and I'll do it. And so for a lot of women, I think it's really hard for them to do that because we don't want to come off as the nag. We don't want to come off as the wench who's like, just do the dishes, just do the dishes this way. You know, we want somebody who walks in and says, oh, the dishes need to be done. And so that's something I'm learning between men and women is just very different because we're like, you know, I don't know if you've ever seen the show, the breakup where it's Jennifer Aniston and Vince Vaughn and they're having an argument about the dishes. And he's like, well, just tell me you want me to do the dishes. She's like, no, I want you to want to do the dishes. He's like, why would I want to do the dishes? (laughs) (laughs) But it's so true because that's the way we think is that we, we want you, we want someone who looks at us and says, okay, here's all the things that are going on in the house. Here's how I'm going to help make it better rather than, okay, she needs to tell me what she wants me to do to make this better. Right. And I think there needs, it's, uh, it'd be great to have Nick here for this one. Cause I'm sure he could give us a lot. Yeah. Of he would give us some sort of smart thing right here because he is married and has five daughters. <laughs> um, oh wow. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause it's like, we don't, yeah. Who's going to want to do the dishes? Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe some people, but most people aren't going to. The other thing is, is yeah. So asking again, mm-hmm. this comes back to saying asking for help yeah. is important and, um, not just dishes, but whatever, whatever yeah. needs you have, vocalize them. Mm-hmm. And it does seem like, oh, but that takes away some of the mystique and yeah. the magic of of a guy, you know, who knows all my needs and stuff like that. But it's, uh, those aren't, un- and I think that that unfortunately is maybe a little bit of a fairy tale myth. It is. That has to get let go of, mm-hmm. where it's, uh, you're not going to find greater connection, intimacy, whatever you're looking for, love, because your partner predicts what you want. Yeah. It turns out asking for your for what you want mm-hmm. and then having the person respond is yeah. also just as sexy and amazing. And, and that is a really good, uh, you're going to have a great relationship. Well, absolutely. I remember Steve actually came over and hung out at our house one night and I have like three roommates and stuff. And there was one night and it was like 11 o'clock, 1130 at night and you were getting ready to go. And our roommate was like, oh, I need to take out the trash. I don't want to put on my shoes. And I was like, ask Steve to take out the trash when he leaves. And she's like, no, I don't want to do it. And I was like, ask Steve. And finally I was like, Steve, will you take the trash out with you? And you were like, yeah, of course. And we, and it was just, it's so dumb what a nice feeling it was, but to have somebody just be like, yeah, of course I'll take out the trash. I'm the man. This is what I'm doing. And we're like, thank you, Steve. We love you. Uh I didn't even think about it. Uh, and you didn't even think twice about it. Yeah. You were like, I'm walking out to my car anyways. There's the trash can right there. Makes sense. But for us, it was a bigger deal because we don't like to ask for help because we've been doing things without men for so long. Yeah. And I know yeah. it sounds dumb. Like, we want you to want to take out the trash. We know you're not going to want to take out the trash. But the key is also... We're so scared also of becoming a nag. We've seen so many, I've seen so many bad marriages where it's always the woman, like she finally does ask, Hey, will you do this? And he's like, yep, I'll do it later. Or yeah, I'll do it. Or stop nagging me or blah, blah, blah. And we're scared of that. We're really scared of having a marriage like that. We don't want it to be a fight and to have him be not attracted to us or whatever, because we're nagging him now to take out the trash. Right. And there is a balance. There is. Turns out nagging is not as sexy. Not even a little bit. But uh and and I don't know. I mean, because we're the two not married people talking about this mm-hmm. concept, that is a 
a tricky thing. One thing that I've seen healthy married friends of mine yeah. um, do is when they first see each other, they have this agreement mm-hmm. that they're like, the first five minutes, there is no complaining to each other. Totally. So the first five minutes, all we do is show our affection and love Aww. towards each other. I love that. And how much they missed each other. You know, the whole almost mm-hmm. like dogs. <laughs> yes. Which... Barbie and I both love dogs. We get it that there's oh people out there who don't love dogs. <laughs> and, I mean, what we're trying to say is you're wrong. Uh, no. <laughs> you are wrong. You're wrong. There's yeah, something wrong. wrong with you as a person. <laughs> um, but that's okay. That's not a big deal. That's okay. You can fix it. <laughs> there are different breeds of dogs. There's one for everybody. We will find you a dog. Yeah. It will be wonderful. But I like all kinds. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Um, I got so distracted. By I know. That okay, so you were talking about oh the something about dogs, the people oh. who love each other. Yeah, yeah, and that, and then I think that helps a lot. I think that's great to be able to like say, okay, we love yeah. each other and stuff, and hopefully it doesn't yeah. end with at the end of five minutes going, but but <laughs> <laughs> you left your socks on the floor, and this makes me mad, and da 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 da. Yeah, I mean there has to be a time when you talk about those things as well. Absolutely. But maybe just don't do it right away. No. And um, and affirm the 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 love that you have right away first. Yeah. Oh, I love that. That's fantastic. That's so good. I'm making like little notes. I'm like, someday if I get married, these are things. Sorry. Let me change that. Everyone will yell at me. Someday when I get married. Everybody yells right, at me when I say if. Right. I will get married one day. But so those are the things that we're looking for is we're afraid of being in a marriage or relationship where we're nagging people to help us because then in our minds, we're like, this is why I did it on my own. This is why I always was doing it by myself and not asking for help because asking for help and getting rejected hurts worse than doing it by yourself. Does that kind of make Uh sense? uh So I think that's kind of, that's where it comes into it. But so Lauren, my dating coach also talks about, that's one of the first things she works with people on is you have to be vulnerable. That is the only way to fall in love, to really have a connection with people is to be vulnerable in a relationship. And I think that's just something that independent women, we are not good at doing. Don't want to do it. I see. <laughs> it's scary. Yeah. To let people in is scary. Like for me, I always joke that I'm like, I'm looking for someone who loves both sides of my personality. I'm not Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. I <laughs> I have a very outgoing, loud personality, but I also have a more quiet, reserved personality inside, like when I'm just home. And I want someone who loves both of those sides. And that's been really hard for me to find because people guys really love my outgoing stuff. And then they're like, oh, you want to watch Netflix for four hours? I'm like, sure do. That's -hmm. what I want to do. And I want to sit here and be quiet. And they're like, that's not what I'm looking for. And so that's been a struggle for me is I feel like when I let my true personality out in some ways that in in the past, a lot of men have been disappointed. And so it's hard for me not to like, it's hard for me to let that other side of my personality out. Because in my head, it's always like, they're going to reject me. They're going to think I'm boring. They're going to not want to be with me. Oh. Because it's happened in the past. Yeah. So it's a learning process. But, you know, Barbie's not always so perky and outgoing. And and that'll be fun for someone someday to find that out. (laughs) I hope so. Yeah. I think that's why I find it so appealing, like, the idea of dating someone I'm already friends with. Because... 
like poor Steve has seen me without makeup on and looking like a homeless person more times than he can count. But, That's great. But it's great because I feel so comfortable with you. And so I'm like, the idea of dating someone that I've been friends with for a long time is so appealing to me because I feel like I don't have to go through those stages with him. Yeah. So anyways, we'll do a whole nother show about the benefits of dating French first, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what other thoughts I had about that. Do you have any other thoughts um, about independent women? No, I think I think we're at about twenty five. Oh, then that's um, yeah. I th- I I agree with that. I think now that we know that it's, there's the different definition of independent women, because when we were going in, Nick and I both yeah. thinking, of course, we would support uh-huh. women, and and we tend to men bash anybody who doesn't. Mm-hmm. Which actually, I think that that is somewhat appropriate. I think that's appropriate. Yeah, that's a behavior we'd like to not see. To not so see. we were both being very discouraging. Yeah. But it was hard because I, of course, also realized after I'm like, I didn't even talk to them at the beginning of like, this is the direction I needed to go. This is the thoughts that I had. Again, me being a girl, I was like, they're going to know exactly what I'm talking about. No. Right, right. Well, and we talked well, a few examples of very specific things mm-hmm. that had happened. And and it is sad, like when someone says, hey, I, I reached out to my home teachers and yeah. they didn't help me and, yeah. and stuff like that. And that is... a a big bummer and that tends to make us go, well, we need to shore up our <laughs> brethren, you know, kind of thing. But yeah. uh, I think that, that I was think an, there's uh, two parts of it though. Like we need to take down our walls and ask again. Like don't be afraid to ask again. Yeah. I think it's interesting. Men and women, we talked about this before we started the podcast. Yeah. I think that we are very different in some ways, mm-hmm. but very much alike in so many more ways than mm-hmm. we realize. And the ideas of asking for help, I think, is important for men and women. Being strong in who you are is important for men and women. Mm-hmm. And then being able to express where you need help, which is just what I said the first time. It's a big deal. It was a chiasmic way of speaking. <laughs> and it came to pass that I, it, it also came, came to pass. To pass. <laughs> so there you go. Those are our thoughts on independent women. Ladies, let's be vulnerable. Let our guards down a little bit. Ask for help. I think those are going to be the biggest things. Men also need to be appreciated and needed. Oh, yeah, that feels awesome. Yeah. So, like, if you need help fixing your garbage disposal, let's ask a boy. (laughs) Like, it's okay to do that. Yeah, there's a guy who's eager. Yeah, that wants wants to to help. Yep. Yep, So there you go. Those are my thoughts. Sorry, Nick isn't here to keep us on track, but I feel like we didn't do too bad. That was all right. Decent. It was decent. There were some sides. (laughs) All right, everybody. Have fun dating. We'll talk to you soon.